0: All right, guys, what's going on? We're back for another episode of your favorite podcast, Static Flow Podcast. I am your host. You already know who I am, along with my beautiful co host, Tika.
1: But you got to start saying your name too. I'm your host, Derek, and this is my co host.
0: I am Derek, a.k.a. D. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, my beautiful co host, Tika. All right, how you doing today? Okay. I like it. The hair's looking good today. It's just straight. Yeah, man. Yeah. I did a great job. I did an amazing job on that hair, y'all. You know what I'm saying? No, Ladies call me. If you need somebody to get you right, look at my work. Look at my work right there. I It's nice. Okay? <laughs> um, but thank you guys for checking us out. Um, we are now officially on uh, everywhere that you can um, hear podcasts. Um, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify and Google. So you can check that out. And you can also check this episode out on those uh, anywhere you can you know find podcasts but if you want to rock with us on social media you can hit us up at the static flow podcast facebook the static flow podcast on instagram and youtube you can check out dozens of episodes Mm -hmm. uh static flow podcast on youtube today all right. So, um, today's segment is going to be um we're going to a serious segment today.
1: It's a little different from what we usually do. It's
0: a serious segment Um it's things relevant,
1: timely yeah. topic.
0: And things that we said we wanted to do. We was going to implement some things yeah. um, as the podcast growing that was um interviewing people and getting some information out there different um,
1: insights and perspectives and being
0: informative. So, today we are doing just that. Tell them mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today.
1: All right. So, today we are going to talk to Dr. Tyson and she is um she what i forget what did she say she was what her official title
0: uh, we'll ask her in the um
1: anyway in, okay in, when we get an in interview we'll she ask is her in a professional mental, Be- mental health, health specialist specialist if you will. and she has this acronym behind her name it's DNP and it's something about a, yeah. a nurse she has a doctorate in, in nursing. Hey, we're going to Boom, find out I got
0: everything all about her. So in just a minute, we're going to get on our Zoom here and we're going to Zoom in and we're going to get in with Dr. Tyson. Tiffany Tyson. Yes. All right. So y'all just sit back. We're going to do a little magic and we're going to get into some Zoom action. Uh, good evening, uh, Dr. Tiffany Tyson. Thank you for joining the Static Flow podcast today. Thank you. It's
2: a pleasure to be here.
0: All right. Um, Well, everybody already know who I am. This is uh, my co-host, Tika. Uh, We're glad to have you on the show today. Today, we wanted to uh, definitely um, go in and talk about uh, uh, mental health in the Black community. Uh, We feel like that's important. That's a topic that we've covered on our podcast quite a few times um, as far as stories and, and a lot of other different things. So We knew we wanted to bring somebody on that could really give, you know, the the black community some insight on the importance of it um, and and how it's needed in our community. So uh, I'm gonna let her, you know, take it from here now uh, with with some questions that we want to ask you about.
1: All right, right, Dr. Tyson, welcome to Static Flow again. Uh, My name is Tika. And um, so when Derek told me that he had contacted you um, to be a part of the show, I did some research just to get a little bit of information, a little bit of background about who you were. And the first thing I noticed was like the acronym behind your name. And you can tell me if I'm incorrect in this, but it said DNP. And so if you can tell our listeners exactly like what that is and what that entails and how that's kind of different from um, some of the other acronyms when it's related to like mental health, that'd be great. Okay.
2: So that stands for doctor of nursing practice. I actually have a dual degree, dual, um, dually certified. I am board certified in family practice as well as mental health. And um, this is the um, terminal degree for nurses. So we are now able to get our doctorate. And so I also can treat people for mental illness as well as medical conditions. okay.
1: okay. So because I have like a little bit of knowledge, like I studied psychology in undergrad, so I have a limited knowledge about that. So can you tell us the difference between like your your degree and like a psychiatrist or is it the same?
2: So with my degree, I can actually prescribe medications. I can also do therapy. Again, I've been trained to do medication management as well as therapy. Um, we do have a residency. So, I've uh, again, I'm board certified just like the psychiatrist. The only difference is, for instance, we in North Carolina right now, we still have to have a psychiatrist that's our collaborator. There are some states that do not have to have a collaborator. We can also have our own practice as well. And the psychiatrist can admit patients to the hospital right now in North Carolina. We can't do and admission for psychiatry. Um, In the past, um, there are some providers, psychiatric, um, I would say, um, nurse practitioner providers that can have hospital privileges. In the past, I have had um, hospital privileges. But like I said, we can't um, admit or um, commit someone to the hospital but the family members can actually go and do an involuntarily commitment. They can go to the magistrate's office and get that, that paperwork done.
1: Okay, interesting. So I know that some um, therapists or psycholog- psychiatrists and psychologists, they have like this special demographic that they work with, like they specialize in like substance abuse or you know, sexual trauma. Do you specialize in anything in specific
2: So, I work with a lot of kids and young adults. And outside of this, I also have another um, company, Tyson Multimedia. We do a lot of things with the the youth because I believe a lot of things start in youth. And so, if you can connect with the child early on, then some of these conditions may be addressed and they may be more productive as an adult. Because sometimes when people come into the office, they are dealing with things that have happened in their their childhood, but they have not been addressed. And so they're still suffering, whether it's depression, anxiety, they're still suffering with these things that may have happened in childhood.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I was just about to ask you, like for for anybody that's watching right now and they might not think that they're dealing with something or have uh, any kind of issues, what what are some signs that people should be looking for in themselves uh, if if they're unaware, like I need to seek some help? What, What are some of the signs that they will probably need to look for?
2: Well, we we you know we've dealt with a lot recently. We've dealt with the pandemic. We've dealt with the riots. We've dealt with um, Black Lives Matter. So, I mean, there's so many different things. If you notice that sometimes even watching these things repeatedly on the television can make you feel angry, can also you know make you feel frustrated, and can make you feel depressed if you're watching the number of of COVID deaths. So, if you're noticing that your not eating like you normally are, you're not eating three meals a day, or you're not wanting to get out of bed, you're staying in bed for long periods, 10 hours a day, you're isolating yourself, you're not talking to your family and friends, we know, again, we're sort of in isolation, kind of, you know, we're not as sociable, but still being able to communicate with them, either via Zoom, via FaceTime, on the Mm -hmm. phone, or, you know, visiting, wearing your mask, so we know that people may be isolated a little bit now. Also, if you're, a lot of kids are feeling sad right now because they're not in school, and so they're not having that socialization. So again, they may be held up in their room for longer periods of time. They're not talking to their parents like they were. Their grades are slipping. A lot of kids are dealing with that right now. They may have been AB students, and now they're CD students or worse. They may be failing. So grades failing, um, not participating in, in sports. A lot of kids are not able to do sports right now. And so we talk about them still getting out of the house and maybe playing basketball in the backyard or going for a walk, riding your bike. Again, still having that physical activity. And so if some of these things have changed, then you wanna, you wanna seek help. And the same thing with an adult. If you're not sleeping, not eating well, not socializing, just wanting to be in the room, in the bed all day, And then some people, if they're seeing certain things on on TV, it may make them have a panic attack or an anxiety Mm -hmm. attack. So they may start feeling dizzy. They may start having palpitations. They're getting sweaty. And so they may think, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack. But they're actually having a panic attack because they may be watching these things over and over or reading about them. Or they may be having multiple deaths in the family. And Mm -hmm. so they're having a difficult time dealing with this
1: what do you say to parents who whose children are experiencing some of the things and the characteristics that you just described who maybe aren't that familiar with um like tactics to to help them along like what are do you have any suggestions for those types of things because like you said covid the whole racial injustice has been a lot on us the last 12 months and some people just aren't comfortable or just don't have the the knowledge base to deal with those things, especially with their with their children. So is there any advice that you can give parents on how to kind of cope with that if they aren't in a position to go seek medical medical professional medical help.
2: I would say the key thing right now is communicate. So a lot of times we don't we don't sit down to really feel like you know see what's going on. Sometimes kids don't even want to talk to their parents. So, you know, over a meal or you may, you guys may be preparing a meal together. So don't Make it a little different. Don't make it like, okay, we're going to have talk time. Just kind of, you know, do it naturally. Say, you know, do you mind helping me with dinner tonight or, you know, let's go for a bike ride. So while you're doing these activities, you know, enter that into the conversation. So, hey, you know, how, how are things going at school? How are things with your friends? Are you noticing some new things or, you know, how have you been feeling? You know, I noticed that You know, you're doing your own virtual now. We're not, we're still trying to decide if you're going to go back to school. I think some schools are opening back up next month. Some schools are opening back up next week. So that's a perfect time to Start that conversation to, you know, and you may ask about their friends first before you ask about them. But again, make it a part of a family activity or even watching a movie, you know, as you guys are kind of sitting there like you know you'd be watching a favorite movie or some particular program on you know a television show and just kind of work that in conversation wow you know you see what happened to you know erica you know have you ever had that happen to you again make it more you know not where again let's sit down and have a talk make it more you know part of fun night whether you guys are playing board games or card games integrate that into the conversation then
1: I think that's
0: good advice, all right. That's that's great, everybody listening out there, make sure y'all take that in, take Um, that in. All
1: right, so look, I'm gonna read a stat to you and I have a follow-up question. So I went online today and I went to the mental um, organization called uh, Mental Health America, and they stated that black and African-Americans make up about 13% of the population. And of that, 16% reported as having a mental illness in the past year. So we're talking about maybe about 7 million people what do you think that that's attributed to, um, especially with African-Americans? Do you have any thoughts about that? Because to me though, those stats are kind of alarming to me. It's It's It's, staggering. it's, it's, staggering. it's a it's a big number. So just your thoughts on um, African-Americans and, and mental health. And I know you kind of hit on that earlier, but just hearing those stats, what are your thoughts from that?
2: So for so many years, African Americans have dealt with a lot in in medical care. There's so many disparities. It's not just in mental health; it's across the board. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from reading our history books, from Tuskegee Project, so back in the 30s and to the 1972, and you know, seeing what will happen with untreated syphilis, and so many African-Americans, they may have felt that they have been discriminated against when they go to a provider because the provider doesn't look like them. They may feel like that the provider can't can't relate to what they're dealing with. And a lot of times, um, people have been misdiagnosed with schizophrenia because the person may be sitting there. They may feel, um, they may look to the provider as they're paranoid but they may not be paranoid. paranoia is a part of schizophrenia but they may not be paranoid they may just be guarded because they're concerned if they're going to be discriminated against Mm -hmm. you know for so long we you know african-american males have been labeled as you know muggers and robbers and crack addicts and african-american women's have been labeled as you know loud aggressive and, and so we have all these labels so a lot of times people don't want to go to a mental health provider because they're afraid they're going to get another label oh now i'm crazy so now I'm all these other things, plus now I'm, I'm crazy. So they, that's, where, that's where the stigma comes in or the stereotype. They don't wanna get another, another label, something else they're gonna be discriminated about. And so I think it's important for people to, when they're looking for a provider to go to, it's, it's nice to have and a lot, there are a lot of um, providers that may not look like me. And so if they are in an area where they don't have a provider that looks like me, they can first start with their primary care provider. And, and some, now, because of um, the stigma, mental health is actually starting to be treated in the primary care office. So that way, when the person comes in, they don't necessarily, people don't know why they're there. Um, it could be for particular, oh, you know, I'm coming in to get my diabetes checked today. Oh, by the way, you know, I'm not sleeping well, I'm feeling down. And so care can actually start in the primary care setting. But if the primary care is maybe tried two or three treatments, it's not working, then they can refer to a specialist like, like me. And so, but again, people don't have to feel that they're going to be labeled when they walk through the door. So important thing to ask as a, as a healthcare provider, um, if you are of a different, different race, you have to lay aside your cultural biases and, you know, kind of check them at the door and treat the people you know, that you see in front of you. And everybody that comes in is going to present differently. For instance, an African American person may come in and say, you know, I'm tired of being sick and tired. And so they have to, again, ask more questions like, what does that mean? You know, are you not sleeping? Are you, you know, fatigued at work? As, and then someone of Asian descent may come in and they may describe their depression or anxiety in a totally different way. And so it's important when you're finding providers to ask them, you know, this makes like an odd question. I tell people there's no odd question. This is your care. So it's important for you to ask questions. And I get a lot of patients that come in, they may have seen their primary care provider, but because they don't look like them. They were afraid to ask questions. They may come in and say, well, you know, Dr. Tyson, why am I getting this surgery? or Why am I having this this test? And I said, well, you didn't ask. They were like, no, I didn't want to look ignorant or I didn't want to look, you know, non intelligent, but they feel that they can ask me because we look the same and so we'll go over that information so it's important when you're looking for a provider to ask them you know have you treated people of, of color before you know what are your cultural biases or what do you feel about my my culture compared to yours so it's important to ask those questions so that way because at the end of the day you want to feel comfortable and confident about the person that you're seeing because at the end of the day, it's not just them making the decision. You're making the decision together.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. Like, you said a lot of great information mm-hmm. and I hope they pick up on that because it's such big misconceptions with, with going to therapy. And like you said, um, uh, African-Americans, we, we always feel like we get labeled if we go seek any kind of therapy or help. So that keeps us from going because we don't want another label. Because I've heard people say that before. You know, I don't want to go talk to nobody. I ain't crazy. And mm-hmm. it's not about being crazy it's about getting the mental health you need you know to make sure that your, your mental wellness is, is, is going is, is good
1: yeah and so in when you just last spoke you spoke a lot about the external um barriers and you talked a lot about like the socioeconomic disparities and you talked about like the stigmas associated with you know what do you have to say to the people who have maybe not those external um concerns but more of like the internal concerns, because you know, for a long time, even growing up, hearing um, you don't need to go to a therapist. You know, go pray about it, or yeah, you know, yeah. go, you know, you fine, yeah. you'll be all right next week. So, yeah. you know, what do you have to say about you know, kind of overcoming those barriers? Because sometimes in the black community, it's made so you you are embarrassed. You know yes. what I mean? Like you don't want to show that there is something wrong with you. So, any thoughts about that? And like you were
2: saying, I think that's a misconception within within our population. And for so long, people, you know, let's go pray about it. Let's go to the pastor. And there's nothing wrong with church because churches, you yeah. need spirituality in your, your life. But that's part of a, a coping skill. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you may have to step outside and seek some additional help. And it's no longer, you know, what happens in the family stays in the family because what may have happened in the family may be hurting you in your adult life and you need to actually go and, and get help. And sometimes you may say, for instance, you just mentioned that, you know, oh child, let's, you know, don't, you don't need to go do that. Let's just go pray, let's go talk about it. However, um, sometimes your family may not understand or they may get tired of you saying, you know, you keep talking about this in conversation. They were like, well, you should just get over that. You know, I can't believe you still talking about that. And so, not everybody is going to understand what you're dealing with. I would say you never know what a person's dealing with until you walk a mile in their shoes, right? <laughs> so sometimes, you know, your family may not be able to help you, and you may have to go seek help on your, your own. And, you know, they may they may be upset about it. You know, why are you at the doctor's office talking about our business? You know, I can't believe you putting our business out there. But again, if this is hurting you, and I've had patients that come in. They've dealt with molestation. They've dealt with, you know, things of that nature that have happened in the family and it's been eating them up inside. And so, and they come in and when they're able to sit down and talk to someone, there is this like relief because they're, you know, they're crying it out, you know, they're talking about it and it's, it's a burden off their chest and they were wondering why they were walking around and they have, you know, heart palpitations, or they're feeling anxious, or mm-hmm. if they see this person, they, they get nervous because they, they've been traumatized. And so they're having, you know, PTSD is not just people in the war. It's people yeah. that have been in motor vehicle accidents. It's people yeah. that have been exposed to COVID. You know, they, they, they're they dealing with symptoms. It's people that have been exposed to Black Lives Matter and the, the riots. It's, mm-hmm. it's being raped. And so these are other forms of, um, traumatic things that can happen to you that can cause PTSD. Yeah. And so, again, as I was saying, your family may not understand that you need it. Sometimes there may be arguments. And so I yeah. tell, you know, patients that come in, you know, if you keep getting into an argument about your mental health, then, you know, this is why you're seeking professional help instead of talking to your, your family about it, because they, they may not understand. They may never understand. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You know, they're they're entitled to their own opinion, but at the end of the day, if this is eating you up, then you need help for it. This is no different than if you have diabetes. If you have diabetes and you start having, you know, numbness and tingling in your your hands and your feet, you're going to go get checked on it. And this is no different in if you start having palpitations every day and you start sweating every day, you're going to get it checked out. And then if you realize that you've gone to the ER, you know, and you've had an EKG and they've done, you know, um, cardiac markers and everything is normal. Then guess what? They're going to say, hey, you need to go see the psychiatrist. You need to go figure out if this is anxiety. So this is no different than, again, high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You start having headaches every day. Um, You know, you're going to go figure out why you're having headaches is it because I need glasses or because my blood pressure is going up. And so you're going to, you know, be told, well, either you need to change your lifestyle habits, you need to stop, you know, drinking all that soda, you need to start using all that salt, you know, you need to start eating pork. So this is no different than, hey, for your mental health, you need to start walking every day, you need to start, um, Taking some time out, doing some deep breathing, doing some relaxation techniques. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, eating healthier. You know, again, because you know, sleeping well. Because you may not be sleeping well, and so you may be irritable and ready to go fight somebody the next day because <laughs> you're, not, you're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. that just may be your disposition. You angry all the time. You know, yeah. I have people yeah. coming, I'm angry all the time. We about to get a divorce. You know, I'm tired of her yelling at me. She yelling at the kids. You need to go get some help. <laughs>
1: i'm actually glad that you said that my my follow-up question to you was what are some self-care things that people can do but you literally just said like taking walks you know doing some breathing exercises you know uh actually eating healthy sleeping more so i'm glad that you you hit on that um i have one last question for you and derek i don't know if you have any additional questions but what is your advice to because i i have been privy to conversations through friends and colleagues about teenagers we all know teenagers they go through this phase phase I mean it's a lot going <laughs> on around, like with teenagers right and what is your advice or is there any um websites or phone numbers because I know that some teenagers are in a position where they are feeling these things but they can't express that or get help through their parents are there any ways and I know that's kind of a I guess they, it's a sticky area because I know yeah. they're 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 not old enough to go out and get like help through insurance on their own because they need their parents but is there any resources available to, to teenagers that are going through some things that don't have the support of their parents?
0: That can go maybe online or mm-hmm. they can get the information themselves or they can kind of you know get some self-help, or is there any websites or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's
2: can... um, black therapy for girls, there's um, black therapy for men, there's there's beam. Of course I, I work with OIC, there's OIC behavior <laughs> to OIC. That They can um, you know come in. we have three therapists there. we have two providers myself and another provider that's there. And a- again, um, as you know, medical care is so tricky of course you have to get mm-hmm. you know parental consent for children to be seen whether you know it's medical or, or mental health you know because we can't necessarily start start a medicine. You know, without talking to the parents first, and sometimes, you know, people may not need medicine, and they just need to have someone to talk to. And part of this is, you know, they may not be able to talk to mom and dad at home, and that's and that's fine. I have a lot of you know kids that say, you know, I I can't really you know talk, but they come in and they're able to actually talk. There's different social um, virtual groups now that they can go online and be a part of as well as a as a team. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. okay. That's great. Well,
1: thank you. I appreciate those resources, Derek. Did you have any additional questions?
0: Nah, I think you covered everything for us, Doctor. Um, I hope everybody uh, just absorbs this information. Um, if you know somebody out there that needs help or you feel like need help, I hope you reach out. Um, and Doctor Tyson, I, I want you to give you know the information out. If anybody's watching and they want to get in contact with you or want your services, how do they get in touch with you? And how do they reach
2: So, if anybody out there is dealing with mental illness or you have a loved one that's dealing with stress or anxiety or whatever the case may be related to their behavioral health and well being, you can give us a call at OIC Behavioral Health 252 212 3350. And then um, also check out my site, um, Tyson Multimedia 252 281 4884, for different programming for, for children. Right now, actually, we are in the process of doing what we call the self-love challenge. Each year I do this annually because I believe that you can't love anyone else until you first love yourself. And so that's very important I believe how you feel about yourself sets um, the tone for what type of people you let into your life. And so I want you guys to check out um, our Facebook, our social media, Tyson Multimedia on Facebook, Instagram. We have that challenge going on right now. We have a daily challenge going on every day that people can participate in. Yesterday, we were out, out walking and jogging. Again, today, we're doing deep breathing exercises. And these are different things that you do for yourself because you love yourself. And sometimes you just have to take a time out and shut off the electronics. And, you know, whether you're at work or school, you just need five, you know, five minutes to just decompress. And so we. We have a couple different tips, and we'll also be sharing some of those um, sites resources that I mentioned on our, our site this week as well. And so that's another resource. We have some wonderful prizes this year uh, for people that participate. They'll be entered into a drawing, $100 gift card. There's um, a dozen of roses from a gallery of flower florists, Also, um, Samora's Naturals. She's going to be donating this wonderful um, handmade bath and body
1: set. So check that out. All right, right. well, Dr. Tyson, uh, again, thank you so much. I feel like this um, conversation was timely, especially since, I mean, it's always a timely conversation, but especially in light of the year that we've had, it's been a tumultuous year to to say plainly. your insights and the conversation and hopefully this conversation reaches people who who need to hear it. So I appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, and get the the information that you need and thank you for joining us here at the Static Flow podcast.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. All right.
0: All right, you guys, I hope you, you fairly enjoyed the information mm-hmm. that was just given to you by Dr. Tiffany Tyson. Uh, once again, I want to thank her for, you know, yep. taking time out to be a part of the Static Flow podcast mm-hmm. and, and giving us that information that Listen, she just gave us. like
1: I said, you know, like the information that she gave us was super, super timely. It was super relevant and on point because, like I said in the interview It's been a tough 12 months for a lot of people. It's been, been, I mean, you got COVID, you got the racial injustice, people not having jobs. Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just been a lot
1: added on Mm. to the already difficulties of day-to-day life. So we thought it would be... um, Good to bring on a professional just to talk about that. She has some gems in there. Yeah,
0: man. And just to shed some light on mental health in the black community, Mm -hmm. because like she said, I think one of her most important things is the misconception we have about getting mental help and people giving us the 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 title of of crazy when you go to somewhere like that, when really you're just the same way you exercise your body, you have to exercise your mind too. So, Oh, look at you. you. What? Oh, man, I'm nice. Um, so, you know, just remember things like that. Yeah. And you then know?
1: really, really take advantage of the um, the websites she provided, yes. the different um, mental health um, providers that are yes. out there. And she's doing some really amazing things with her own company. She talked yes. about the giveaways that they're doing, no the daily things, the walking that they're I doing, the breathing exercises that, that they're doing. Can you be serious?
0: I mean, I I want to win. I want to <laughs> win.
1: But yeah, she got some. She has some gems, and I just hope people will take advantage of what she has to offer.
0: So. No doubt, man. And thank you guys for checking out this episode. And make sure you check out all our episodes. And um, if you want to be on the show if uh you you want to be on the show and you got some interesting information or anything whatever okay. is in your field or what you have and we you want to hey man finance, hit us up.
1: i've seen so many like finance oh, things so man. you know how to flip your money or earn money yeah um through covid um yeah. what else have we seen um what else other professionals stuff. so, so we much uh, uh relationship business owners just, just if you want to talk about how to become a business owner yeah
0: stocks bonds yep. just this anything like that so um You know, this was our interview for this month. So uh, for March coming up, uh, I guess later on, we'll have another guest on the podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, just interesting stuff, man. Just a a lot of great things. We're excited about interviewing a lot of different people and just sharing some information with you guys. You know, I know y'all like to see us talk trash to each other all the time. You know what I mean? That's why she wears red sometimes. I'm the one. (laughs) Me. All right, red is the color of me. But uh, thank you guys for checking us out. If you want to hit us up, staticflowpodcast at gmail.com. That's staticflowpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a Gmail. And like I said, you can check us out on uh, all the platforms, the Static Flow Podcast. We are out there. So right. I'm Derek. Tika. Static Flow Podcast. Bye. We're out.